Shiva 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 Shambho Shiva 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 Shambho Shiva 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 Shambho Shiva 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 Shambho Mahadeva Shambho Mahadeva Shambho Mahadeva Shambho Mahadeva Shambho Is our minds always in gear? You know, you understand what I mean by that? Is our mind always in gear? Meaning that it's always, well, in gear. <laughs> it's always onto something, onto some case, into some context, doing some work, you know, figuring out something, trying to get somewhere. You know, is it always in gear? For instance, in the waking state, when the waking state appears, like in the morning, like this, from the moment the waking state arises, are we plunged into involuntary activity or unavoidable activity? Or is there a neutralness in your in your being? Are we pulled about? Are we victims of the waking state? What is your experience? Like as soon as you wake up, you are compelled into experiencing, and by experiencing I mean sort of you know sort of monitoring, because somehow there can be perception, but it doesn't add up to events. Do you follow? That uh, the senses are functioning, you cannot just switch them off. But when does experiencing, or what you may call Happenings begin for you because eyes are open. Mm. You know, are they are they writing? When your eyes are open, their senses are open. Are they writing a story simply because they are they are open? Can you decide not to sense because waking state is present now? And uh, do you need to suppress your senses because as long as they are up and functioning, they are going to be writing some story, some script, or are you able? naturally to be in a state of neutrality and experience the day in a very natural and beautiful way. Do we suffer the waking state? What is your best state? Waking, dreaming or deep sleep? Or is there another state beyond these three also? These are questions I want to ask you. I think I, uh, I get quite often to the mind when I uh, hear some loud sound like drilling the the wall. So it's I cannot uh, avoid to judge this sound that is. Uh, you feel the, you feel disturbed by it. Yeah, I feel disturbed. I uh, always go into the mind and to judging the the person that is disturbing my like state of comfort. Mm. But are they disturbing you? Or are you just being disturbed? <laughs> because uh, we must be clear about that. 
because then you give your power. You know, you are disturbing me, man. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm just drilling a wall. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm drilling a wall, but you are being disturbed. Then you want me. You want me to take responsibility and say I am disturbing you. I am not disturbing you. I am drilling a wall, and you are feeling disturbed. But at the same time, there is a connection somehow. And um, what I will do is, um, I'll be quick. You will what? I'll be quick, oh. as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Or I'm taking a break in in uh, in five minutes. Can you can you hold out? Because I have to do my job. And is this the right thing? It's a compassionate thing. If you are going to stay with this uh, as an example, with this attitude. It means that uh, always somebody is going to disturb you, because you are very disturbable. Now, we cannot say that a reaction that takes place from you should not happen. Uh, you cannot say that. It just seems to happen. Myself also, I remember many times, loud noises. Noises affect other people, especially seem like unexpected noises or somebody, some commotion on the street, some fighting in the air. You know, slamming of doors and breaking of windows or something like this. It's a kind of anxious thing. If you live in in any part of a city where this is a kind of norm, or always the sirens are going, and shouting and shouting and this thing happening, then some it it can somehow filter through into your into your sense of peace. You know, should you not feel anything at all? I cannot say that, but you can use it to kind of to look at yourself, at what you call yourself. That's the only safe way away from pills and couches and psychiatric, you know, investigations. Is to begin to investigate and to look at what is very disturbed inside, not to get rid of it, but just to use the opportunity. To sort of find if it's possible to be peaceful in a city. Some part of it just comes in also with understanding and with your own spiritual um, maturity. Uh, some things fall away. You don't have to work on them one by one. You see, sometimes just as the attention moves back into the space of being, you come to to read life from the position of being and not from the position of person. And a lot of things fall away, but you don't even remember that they fall. You didn't see them falling. Just another situation come that would ordinarily bring up these things, and you find they're not there anymore. So it's not that you worked on anything and then you got rid of them. You just remembered and the change of focus from being the person and uh, perceiving from the perspective of a person, something changes, and you begin to look from the place and the position of consciousness. This is what has changed. Can the person evolve? Yes, it can, because the person is no other than consciousness also, in a very limited um, identity and therefore limited functioning. You see, but this is also expression of consciousness, and it is evolving through the gunas and through, you know, um, the attraction towards spiritual truth, through suffering, through pain. All of these is helping to to soften it up, to marinate it into 
understanding. And gradually, it becomes more and more refined, and when a person becomes refined, they become refined into presence. They grow into presence more and more. The sense of the person, the anxieties of person and personality, they somehow thin away, and more we're experiencing more the state of being. The natural evolution of consciousness from person to presence, and from presence into absolute awareness. But I found the most direct and authentic way is through the understanding and following the guidance that brings you back to your original place, which is irrefutable. You cannot argue against it because it's just it's just unarguable. With for anyone who you can you can fight and say no, I'm not interested. This you can say this is not for me. You know this, then and best you you are left alone. The ways and expressions of consciousness are totally unpredictable. You cannot make any system. You cannot systemize its its functioning. You cannot say absolutely this will not happen, because it will throw a custard pie in your face. You cannot the best thing be empty, and then you see you have a front seat in the theater of consciousness. When you are empty, and then somehow everything is unfolding. The worst thing you can do is come is come into the waking state loaded with projections, with judgments, with identity. Easy. It's like that. And many people are like this in the life. They're not they're not in functioning in any way. It's like going to have a massage just in a spacesuit. <laughs> You're not going to feel it in this not going to happen. Tuk 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 hello. You're not going to feel it. You're not going to feel it. If you're going to come to life with all your projections and you know, this I want, this is for me, this I don't like, I don't want to be taught by this, this is and then you are you are not you're not present. The most present you can say is one who is empty. Empty of self, empty of projection, empty of desire. Empty of the attachment to memory. It says, uh, "What is it? Ten o five. Why isn't ten o five not the perfect time to meet God? Why ten o six? If you want to meet God now, you can do. It doesn't take a minute." How can you meet, and how much time will it take to meet what you cannot separate from? No time. But the mind goes, yeah, you see, yeah, yeah, kind of, hmm. That was interesting. No, it's not interesting. But I'm saying it's not interesting.
If it is interesting, you've missed your, you've missed your chance. Say that God, truth is infinite. Where exactly in this room is God sitting? Right now, tell me. Show. Don't just tell me. Show me. Where, where especially? It kind of starts here, but it's also. Did it even start? I, I hear you. Mm. But did it even start? It's you start. It's only reflection. What mm. we can see and what we can feel as something starts. It seems like reflection. It's not even that. It's not even that. We better not speak about it. For those few who are waiting for God, but He's already in the room. Before even you're waking, you're waiting, and your curiosity is there. And the only false thing is you. Or how you presently conceive of yourself. When you are not you, then only that is, and that is you. I am going to tell you things which are impossible for you, but that is the only real chance you have, what your mind can't do. Is there something that mind can do? Is there something that mind can do? <laughs> Seems like mind can do anything. Oh, it depends oh. on what you call mind. Uh, why not make your mind God? Because God never say God is not mind. There is no such thing as mind, no such thing as person, no such thing as you. No such thing as past, no such thing as future. Apart from imagination. In which zone of time are you? Past. Future, present, timeless. Why should reactions belong to a you? Why should actions, interactions, reactions belong to a you?
mostly some most of these things where I cannot talk generally to a general spiritual public. Not even general public. Even general spiritual public. Because it takes a certain amount of emptiness in order to really assimilate or comprehend what I'm pointing to. The mind has to be in a non-volatile state, meaning it is more calm and open and more neutral. You can only be more neutral if it's less person. If it's person, it is noisy. It cannot comprehend or assimilate subtle subtlety of perception. When the mind is gross, it only is concerned with material things. That's called gross, the gross state. When it becomes more subtle or less personal, then automatically these things are understood. If we retain this commitment to be you, don't question, if we don't hold up our self-image for questioning, then you cannot go beyond it. You will do all the chewing, but it will take the swallowing. Your mind will swallow, so it will never reach you. like your stomach is lined with a plastic bag, the food cannot get to where it needs to go. This is the nature of the mind. And we trust this, uh, this, this way. I am talking about mind, I am talking about the, the mind in its functioning. Mm. As personality, it should be like that. But enough of that. None of it exists. For those who are capable of seeing this truth. For those who believe in their mind, the struggle goes on. Who has found a space of emptiness? the excellence, the brilliance, the, the immaculateness, the pure, the complete, the natural Self. Shiva, 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 Shambho Shiva, 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 Shambho Shiva, 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 Shambho Shiva, 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 Shambho Mahadeva, Shambho Mahadeva
Shambho Mahadeva Shambho Mahadeva Shambho